Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? For the next 24 minutes, we're going to design and attain your ideal life. On the Way to Wow Show. Together, we'll find the ideal path to get you back on the track to success and happiness. On the Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. It's the New Year's Eve episode. So I gotta dress up. But we've got a real treat for you in, in this week's show. One of my guests is Michelle Tillis Letterman, who's gonna talk to us about how to really make the kind of connections that will create authentic relationships that not only can help us reach our goals, but can enhance our lives for however long we're on this mortal coil. Before that, we're gonna talk to our favorite wow tender, Katie O'Donnell. She's gonna mix up a fantastic cocktail, and then we're just gonna talk, we're gonna chat for a few minutes about this whole way to wow and the three pillars of attainment. Really get into what that's all about. Stay tuned. Very nice. It's very delicious tequila, for sure. Yeah. Well, absolutely. thank you so much for having me back. Oh, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Yes. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about how this show got started? Yeah, so, you know, it really was an outgrowth of the work I did in the Navy. So when I first got off active duty, I worked with military people transitioning to civilian life. And one of the things I found out was it was a really tough transition to go from this very strong ingrained military identity to some kind of at least hybrid identity, military civilian, that our fellow citizens could relate to, right? So you were telling me earlier about um, um, you know someone you know in business who's who's like really military gung ho, and it's like kind of like where is this guy coming from? So see, in the military environment, that's totally normal, but you get into civilian life, and it's kind of like you know, shipmate. Um, you 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 gotta work within how people are used to yeah, being in the workplace, right? a little intimidating, a little aggressive. So what I found is I, I would typically ask people two questions. And one is, who are you? And the second is, what do you want? So if they answered to me, well, if I said, well, who are you? They'd say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a chief petty officer in the Navy. It's like, gotcha. What is the demand for chief petty officers in the civilian world? And the answer is, it's both zero and huge. Mm -hmm. Because what chief petty officers do is very valuable in civilian life. But, but someone who identifies as a chief petty officer and acts like a chief petty officer acts in the Navy, the demand for that in the in civilian world is, is zero. Right? And then what do you want to do? That was also tough. I, 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 you know, I want to have an impact. Great. How? Right? So, you know, our, for our parents, they were given the answers to those questions, but, but we're not. 
And so we have to figure that out. And those are tough questions to answer when we're not given any tools, you know, for doing so. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot more options, it feels like, yeah. these days. Yeah. Um, so how, you've been talking about these three pillars of attainment. Maybe mm -hmm. dig into those a little bit for me and explain them and what their purpose is. Yeah, so there's really, I don't think there's anything particularly innovative about the three pillars themselves, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, those are the three realms of life. I mean, the idea of having three pillars really relates to the fact that we, we tend to um, understand life in triplets or in, in groups of threes. We remember them more easily, we relate to them more easily, we sneeze in threes. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but but you, I mean, you you see, you know, the, the, there's the old saw, you know, famous people die in threes. Mm -hmm. I mean, although it seems to work that way. Yeah. Um, but and and even like in the religious realm, so there's the Trinity, right? The the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, in Judaism, there's a similar concept. When you get married, it's it's you, your spouse, and God is part of that mm -hmm. that you know triplet, if you will. So. Three seems to resound with us. And then I've, I've explained this before in one of the interests of the show. So three is a, an inherently stable structure. Mm -hmm. If you have three legs, no matter what, all three legs are going to be firmly on the ground. It may tip a little bit one way or the other, but it's there. Once you add a fourth leg, one leg is, in, is inevitably going to be a little bit off from the other three, and so it's going to wobble. So with three, we have inherent stability, and that's hopefully the place that we can get to at least you know, sometimes during our lives. So then within each pillar are three realms as well. So in the physical pillar, there's uh, health, finances, and play, right? So looking at, at health, I, mean, I think there's, there's some truth to the idea that, you know, without your health, what have, what have you got? Right? You really can't engage in the other things nearly as well. So, so and, and we've, we've talked about this. I had a guest on in the first episode, um, Megan Redderoth, who's with, with Next House. So what are the, you know, the, the tenets of, of good health? It really comes down to you know, sleep, diet, and exercise. And if we can deal with those well, so not only they're going to make us healthy, but they're going to then set the foundation for the whole rest of our life. So finances, right? It, I mean, we need the resources. We, we, this isn't, we don't live in the times when, you know, you can wander off into the forest and, you know, trap and hunt and build a, I don't know, a, a cave or, you know, carve out a tree or something. So we, we have to figure out what are we going to do um, in order for, what are we going to do? Start a business, have a career. How are we going to generate a cash flow? And then once we're generating a cash flow, how are we going to use the excess, hopefully, that we make to save, invest, protect our wealth, right? Those are all principles of good finance. And then play, right? Um, all work and no play makes, you know, Katie a dull girl, right? Although <laughs> I can't imagine... Film, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, can't imagine Katie being a dull girl. But, right, we need to have... So play is very important. It, it actually fosters creativity, Right, it, it helps us relax, reduce anxiety. So there's there's lots of good, even for adults. We think of play as being something children do, but as adults, we need to have our our, our play. Right, this is this is you know part of part uh -huh. of my play. Right, <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. So, then in the mental pillar, we've got um, relationships, learning, and mindset. So, 
I, I suppose there are people out there who think that they can have a good life without relationships with other people. But hopefully one of the things we've learned through this whole period of, of COVID and all of this is that it's very, very difficult to have um, a, a, um, a worthwhile, wonderful life without being involved with other people. Um, and so we need to build those relationships. And not just for, for business reasons, but for um, social reasons, for family reasons, all of that. Um, learning, I think, and, and that's a lot of what this show is really about. It's, pr it's giving people the resources to learn about all these things, to give us the opportunity to develop new, hear new ideas, develop new possibilities for our lives, right? So um, I, I can't remember who said this. It may have been Felix Roy Hatton, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but he said, you know, you should read a magazine on a subject that you are not interested in at all, at least once a month, because you'll be confronted with something that's completely new that you can integrate into your life in a way that will help you move forward, right? And then, of course, mindset. So, you know, we want to develop in general a positive mindset, although, you know, I, I, I will be candid when I say I think there's such a thing as toxic positivity. Right? <laughs> I just was looking into this topic today, so that's funny. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, <laughs> my dog just died. Okay, that, I'm sorry. That's not a happy event. Let alone, you know, something. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not prepared to find the positive in that. I think the, when when my dog died, it was the first time my daughter ever saw me crying, and she came to me and she said, "Daddy, you're crying." I said, "Well, I'm, you know, very sorry that you know little Jiggers is 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 dead, right?" It was. So there's a time for positivity, but there's also a time for having a mindset that helps us move through mm -hmm. those very difficult moments in our lives that helps us mourn, helps us grieve, because that's part of getting back to a positive place. Right? And so then there's the spiritual realm. So family, God, and identity. And, and, and family is a tough one. I, I, I think it's, in many ways, it's much easier to have good relationships with non-family members than it is with family members, because family members have learned how to push those buttons to drive us insane in about, you know, 13 seconds, right? Um, but hopefully, you know, one of our tasks as adults, I tell people, is to reconcile our lives in spite of all the mistakes that our parents made. We can't spend our lives blaming our parents. They did the best they could, presumably. And so once we turn, I don't know, 16, 18, 21, whatever the age is, we have to say, this is what I tell my mom. Mom, thank you for all you did. I, I know you did the best that you possibly could. I'm still messed up in these places, and it's completely my responsibility now. You have no, you, you, you need not carry any guilt on my part going forward. And I, so I, we need to take control of our lives that way. Um, you know, God is, is I think, is, is a complex subject this, these days, although something like, you know, 90% plus of Americans say they believe in God. What does that really mean? And, what, and, and how do we um, relate to people who don't believe in God? You know, can, can, can someone who believes in God have a relationship with someone who doesn't? I, I think we can. One of my closest friends, uh, it, it, you know, is an atheist. So what, you know, 
what does God really want from us? I, I would argue he wants us to take care of each other in the way that he takes care of us. Mm. And so then there's the final uh, uh, realm of the spiritual pillar, which is identity. And there's really two parts to our identity. One is our purpose. That's who we are, kind of inside. So in my case, I want to be um, a loving, supporting husband for my wife, Hannah. I want to be a, 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 a dad to my daughter, Madeline, who can help her learn to deal with the world in a productive way. I want to be a supportive friend to Rick and Steve, to Stefan and Sierra and Aaron, and, and, and to you, the kind of friend who, if the chips are down, you can call me up, and, and, and the one thing you'll know is you can count on Kevin. And, and, and when the great things happen in life, you, you can also call me up and you'll know that, you know, I would at least doing metaphoric backflips because real ones would probably break my neck. So, right? so those are all part of my purpose, who I want to be. And then there's my mission, what I want to accomplish vis-a-vis -vis other people. So that's, in the end, that's really what the Way to Wow show is about. This is my mission, is to help people figure these questions out, to answer them, and, and, and in, in doing so, to live better, more enjoyable lives, and not just for them, but for everybody who's important to them. That's awesome. So, I mean, this is the new year, so if someone wants to jump into this, self-realization process, what are your tips and guidance to do so? Yeah, so, I mean, watch the show, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe uh, subscribe to, um, to the C-Suite channel or to the YouTube channel, um, so you can watch the show on a regular basis. Um, and maybe even more so, give us some feedback. You know, where, where are the struggles in your life? Because then I'll find someone to come and, and talk about that, address that specifically to help people get over that hump. And then stay tuned for, you know, we hope to develop programs to help people, maybe have a group we can join in together. And, and really, this is not something you, you sort of take care of and, 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 okay, I'm done. I don't have to ever think about this again. This is, this is life, yeah. so we'll, we'll, live, we'll live life together. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks Appreciate for thanks it. for coming and Cheers. sharing a cocktail. Yes. Cheers. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs>
And Michelle has, has a new book out. It's called The Connector's Advantage. And so our, our talk with her, I think, is timely because she The Connector's Advantage is sort of the next step after the 11 laws of likability. So Michelle, thank you so much for being on the way to WOW. I'm happy to be here. And I'm feeling a little underdressed, but I'm, I'm so good. <laughs> Well, this is our, our, our New Year's Eve uh, episode, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's actually my, my, I should have uh, alerted you, um, and, and maybe even sent you a bottle of champagne, but we'll... we'll I think we're all happy to have 2020 behind us. <laughs> exactly, looking forward to the future. So, M Michelle, talk to me, or talk to us, if you would, how do you go from being a corporate executive and a CPA who are notorious, right, for being, you know, you name it, boring, uh, unpersonable. And, and by the way, that doesn't describe, describe the CPAs I know, but that's the reputation they have, right? So how do you go from, from that to being one of the, you know, foremost experts in America on relationship building? I thought I was gonna break the mold of what a CPA personality was, and apparently they broke me instead. Uh, after being the only woman on a trading floor and the only woman on a global venture capital team, I really started to see what was broken in the communications, in leadership, in management, in these organizations. And I was in a lot of different big firms, you know, in, in my decade of trying to, you know, be the employee. <laughs> uh, and what happened was, um, they sat across from me trying to pitch or convince and they weren't focused on the things that really influence and relationships is the first thing that influences people do business with people they like and that relationship will get the business over a better price and over a better product and i started to sit, to, to sit across from people saying can i teach you how to do this <laughs> <laughs> like if you want my money this is not the way to get it <laughs> so so that's a good segue. Can you summarize for us briefly uh, the 11 laws of likability or maybe at least the, the, the ones that are most important to establishing those authentic relationships? So I'll, I'll give you kind of an encapsulation of the first book and then how it leads into the second. So um, when we think about the laws of likability, I wrote this book trying to explain how do we, um, how connection forms, right? And what do you do before, during, and after a conversation? So before it's about authenticity and understanding how you see yourself, how others see you and the energy you're bringing to a situation. The middle part of the book is about the conversation itself. And I, I kind of teach the anatomy of a conversation from curiosity to listening to similarity to mood memory and making sure that we make somebody feel good in that, that exchange. And the last part of the book is after that conversation, how do you move from one interaction into extended connection? And that's where we talk about familiarity, giving, and patience. And all of those concepts are kind of the foundation for what I have evolved my thinking into, which is the mindset of a connector. So the connector's advantage is, is mindsets that we embody in all of our interactions. And I, I see this look of curiosity and here's the difference because I get this a lot. People will come in and they'll say, well, what's the difference between networking and connecting? Mm -hmm. And I say, networking is something that you do, but a connector, that's who you are. And if you want to get all the benefits 
of a connector, you know, faster, easier, better results, whatever it is you're working on, whether it's the job, whether it's a promotion, whether it's a new client, whether it's a referral, even if it's health and happiness, all of those things, statistics will prove that you are going to get there faster, easier, better with relationships. So what I'm hearing is the connector's advantage, while we may look at it as a way to improve our professional performance or our professional prospects, it could improve our relationships with our, our children, our parents, our, our spouses. Is it, 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 does that, am I in the right realm here or? Yes, and because that's what a connector is, is they are always prioritizing the relationship in all of their interactions, whether it is personal or professional whether you're on the playground or in the boardroom, you prioritize the relationship and you will see the result. And you know, that's, we say that, but what does that mean and what does that look like? And that's where the mindsets come in. And actually one of the things I can offer to your listeners is a quiz to figure out where do they fall on the connector spectrum? Because it is a spectrum and it starts with the non-connector, which I would venture to guess none of your listeners are. And then it goes to the emerging, responsive, acting connector. And that's where we are initiating versus just responding. And then we can move into like the upper echelons of connectors, which is um, where we go deep or we go wide or we do both. And so if you go deep in a certain industry, geography, function, you are a niche connector. And if you are going broad up and down the ladder, cross industry, cross geography, you're a super connector. And if you cross your country's borders, you're a global super connector. I think I'm, I'm, the, I'm the latter because what we're looking to do here is, is to really bring in the best people we can to help everybody out. So what is, on, on that continuum that you just described, how does someone get started on that continuum? So we are always already on the continuum and it's about where am I now and what will it take to get me to the next level? So. The mindsets, and I'll just put them out there and you can pick one if we have the time to go through. Um, the mindsets of a connector are that they are open and accepting. They have a clear vision. They trust. They come from a place of abundance. They are social and curious. They are conscientious and they have a generous spirit. And I always have to count to make sure I get all seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> um, but when we think about embodying those mindsets, right, it is what enables those connections to form. It is the perspective that helps us prioritize the relationships. Now we need to think about the um, way in which we are interacting. So if you're on the lower end, um, what you may wanna think about is how can I be more proactive? How can I initiate more? How can I think when I'm in an interaction with somebody, let's just simply, here's one thing everybody can do at the end of this show. At the end of each conversation or somewhere in that conversation, simply say, how can I help you? or what are you working on? Or who would you be interested in connecting with? The other thing I want you to do is have an answer when that person asks you the same question. And that's the mindset of a clear vision. Because if you don't know what you're working on, <laughs> then how are you supposed to get it faster, easier, and better? So it doesn't have to be the huge thing. It could simply be, hey, I'm looking to get another 100 reviews on my book, or right? It could be something small, but when somebody says, how can I help you have an answer? And that's just one way that we start to be more proactive and already embodying two of the mindsets. Excellent, excellent. And, 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 and that's, I think that's really the key is, 
is having that entry point. I know uh, I work with a lot of people coming out of the military and their perception is, I don't have to network in the military. But of course we do all the time, it's just we're in such a comfortable environment or a familiar environment maybe is a better word. So it doesn't really seem like networking, which seems like it's such a daunting word. I have to go meet strangers and, and all these kind of things. So. I hate the word networking. <laughs> it has the word work in it. Who wants to do it? So we should have net play. Yeah. I say just making friends, connecting. But you make a really interesting point because I actually wrote a book for veterans. It's free. It's called Heroes Get Hired. Any veteran or their spouse can download it. And one of the issues that came up when I was working with the veteran population was that idea of networking and relationship building and that it was a hurdle. And the truth is they have a real strong advantage there because there are so many organizations, associations, and groups that are there to support. And so it's a much easier reach out than for people who don't have those, um, those mechanisms and resources in place. And the book has a whole list of those resources. Excellent. So I'll, I'll get that link from you and we'll put it in the show notes. And as well, we'll put a link so that people can get your book, The Connector's Advantage. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But I, I think you've really given us a firm place to get started in developing the kind of mindset that we need to really become ever better connectors. And for that, I, I thank you so much, Michelle. And I thank you. Happy New Year. <laughs> That's our show for this week. You know, I've been blessed with the most fantastic production team. And they're all here today, Stefan, Rick, Sierra, my lovely wife, Hannah, mm -hmm. uh, Aaron, Steve, our wow tender, Katie. It takes all of these people to help us all get on our way to wow, even Bordeaux. <laughs> Let's remember the advice that we got from Michelle Tillis Letterman. Check out her quiz. The links are in the show notes. Think about how we can really build our relationships in the coming year to really make our lives strong. 2020, it's been kind of tough, I think. But 2021 can be our best year ever. Stay tuned next week when my guests will be Tina Greenbaum and Brian Feminella. Courage at all times, my friends. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yes! Marie, you are and ever will be my belle. <laughs>